Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox 12360. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your hosts, Sean Xbox Wolfman. Welcome to Xbox 12360, everyone. Good to be back this week, and we got a great show for you because a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by Booker T. Hall of Famer Booker T, five-time world champion Booker T, future mayor of Houston Booker T. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but uh, before we get on to that, um, want to talk about uh, one of the all-time greats that passed away, Masa Saito, aka Mister Saito, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Masa was a uh, he was. He, okay, first of all, I had the honor of being in the ring with Masa in 91, I think it was. Uh, Jerry Lynn and I wrestled Masa Saito and Brad Rangins. Brad Rang... <laughs> Brad Rangins. Sorry about go. that. Dur, dur, dur. Uh, and, uh, in Minnesota. And uh, uh, it was an amazing experience. And Masa uh, brought me to New Japan for the Super Junior Tournament after that. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Must have made an I also, yeah. yeah, well, and and I got um, Jerry tagged me in, and and uh, I got in with Masa, and immediately went in and started in on him and fired up on him, and I'm like, I'm like kicking the shit out of him, and I go reverse clothesline. Man, I wish I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> he took my head off. But uh, yeah, I was calling shit to Masa Saito in the ring at 19 years old. Oh my god. So yeah, uh, Masa was—he um, was super kind, super kind guy. Um, he was a—I believe he was a silver medalist in the in uh, Olympics for Japan. Um, and uh, and you know, obviously, I think a lot of people know the story about him and Ken Patera in Waukesha, Wisconsin, with the uh, throwing the boulder through the window, and you know, getting the fight with the cops, and then having to do some jail time and. You know, uh, that was a little bit of a bump in the road for for Masa and Ken too. Mm-hmm. You know, like mind you, I mean Ken kind of brought it on. Anyways, I'm not getting I'm not going to get all up into that. Yeah, I because yes. Uh, so Masa got out of jail and like I you know he he picked up right where he left off I think and uh, he actually ended up uh, beating Larry Zbysko for the AWA World Title mm-hmm. and in uh, the. Tokyo Dome, I believe it was in 1991, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a huge moment. Like, you know, obviously the AWA title didn't mean as much at at that point, but it was just such a feel good moment for the Japanese fans that, like, you know, had known Masa Saito for all these years, and and uh, 
and it's quite the character. And and uh, and he had a very very memorable feud with Enoki. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and they had a match uh, on this island. I'm not even going to try to pronounce what they called the island, but hard, it was yeah. it was starts with a G and it was something island death match, and it lasted two hours. Yeah, and, and into the night, like it started in the daytime, and then you know into the night, and there's torches lit and everything, and you know it was uh, it was something else. And uh, and Masa, he was a different kind of cat, like one of those guys that come like okay back when okay you didn't have to put a character or a gimmick on somebody they were fu- they came out of the box with like uh, they're they're a walking gimmick you know mm-hmm. i mean uh I'm trying to think of who to compare them to but you know uh the uh the characters uh I don't know. Lou Albano comes to mind. <laughs> I mean, you know, him, and, like, him and Fuji together. You're, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, um, yeah, I'm thinking like there's some crazy like like the Canadian freight train Joe LaDuke. Oh, people are just going who? I'm sure there's some people listening. Well, that's why right there's now. YouTube and Google. Yeah, yes. find out real quick. Yeah, so um, so go and check out some. Uh, go down to uh, Masa Saito Rabbit Hole if you have a chance because. Uh, there's some great stuff there. There's uh, there if you Google or, or if you if you go on YouTube and you uh, type in Masa Saito, like mm-hmm. several matches will come up. And like there's a singles match with him and uh, original Tiger Masks, Toru Sayama, from here from the states. Commentary by Vince McMahon. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's like some other uh, great stuff. There's a match with with Saito and uh, and and Hulk from St. Paul Civic Center. Yeah, with wow. um, uh, David Schultz, Dr. D. David Schultz on the floor uh, on on the Saito side, and the, the the heat is just amazing. When you go back and, and listen and listen to the crowd during their matches, it's, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, you're gonna be missed, Masa. Um, personally speaking for myself, I love you, and uh, I'm very grateful to everything you've done uh, to help me in my career. And uh, rest in peace, sir. Beautiful tribute. So, um, what uh, what else we got, real quick? Well, New Japan and, and Ring of Honor are going to be in Madison Square Garden yep. April 6th, which to a lot of people this is a big surprise because we did talk about this prior was that, you know, for a second there we thought that Vince wasn't going to, or we weren't going to see any sort of other promotion running at Madison Square Garden. And then lo and behold, here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's going to happen. Running against NXT on Saturday, April 6th. Yeah, I read. I read the like. It was like one sentence uh, from WWE mm-hmm. saying, I "I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it right in front of me." But it was something along the lines of, "Nothing's preventing uh, Madison Square Garden from working with ROH or something like." It was. Ba- it was. A- <laughs> you could tell they wrote it while saying this with yeah. their fists. Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go right ahead. I spoke with Josh Barnett on the eve that this news came out, and he said to me that this is an example of how New Japan is, you know, coming into the United States, and you know, it's showing that they're making a big move and they're they're pushing boundaries, and that this is actually, you know, how helping you know wrestling and all of that so it was pretty interesting um i talked to socal and censored and they were also obviously very excited about this so here's the thing okay and and i come you know what comes along with uh you know the things that that josh was saying you know uh, new japan coming in and making a bigger presence okay when you make a presence like that 
you're really poking the bear now. Like you're poking the bear with a stick, and and uh, so now it's not going to. They're going to make it more difficult for New Japan uh, ROH and that uh, moving forward. I, I um, and and I think there's still going to be the friendly competition vibe going around and all that, you know. Uh, but it's you know, all right, you come in in our backyard, you you know you um, basically squatting and. Uh, well, I mean, that's probably not the right word to use, but that's the word I'm using. Sure. Uh, you know. And well, it's like roughly the same time when, when, when New Japan got Jim Ross. Next thing you know, AJ Styles is in WWE. So yeah. it's like, it's pretty crazy, like the time. I don't, yeah. I'm yeah. curious to see what NXT is going to put up against that show. Yeah. Wrestle, you know, WrestleMania weekend, it's going to have to be great. Now, what are your thoughts? MSG, do you think they could sell it out between Ring of Honor and New Japan? Oh, it's going to be sold out for sure. Okay. Yeah, you, you can guarantee. I, I can guarantee that it's going to be sold out. And I, I mean, I think they could do it on any weekend, mm-hmm. actually, with enough promotion and enough hype. But uh, especially during WrestleMania weekend. So yeah, it's going to be sold out. You can take that to the bank and cash it. I found the quote. If you want to hear it, yeah, please. MSG is, of course, free to work with Ring of Honor however they want. That is the official statement about the MSG show from WWE. And I can tell you exactly who that came from because those are that's exactly how Vince McMahon would have put it. So they came; those words came right from Vince. I'm almost a thousand percent sure of that. So, as uh, uh, what else is there? Anything? Well, but, you know, I'm I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty excited about the New Japan show for real. So just because I feel like fans are going to be able to make a decision and, you know, I think it's better to have more options, you know, so I think that's super cool. Sure. Are we still talking about New Japan and uh MSG? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much covered that one. And uh, other than that, we're going to cover a lot with our special guest, I think. So Yeah, so um hey, but in the meantime, when it comes to underwear and socks, Mack Weldon wants you to have consistent fit and quality. Mack Weldon engineers their own fabric and obsess over every stitch so you can count on the fit being the same every time. Bottom line, Mack Weldon is better than what you're wearing right now. I can guarantee you that. They have the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts. Undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you'll ever wear. They're so confident that if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and Mack Weldon will still refund you, no questions asked. I ordered their stuff, you guys, and I was hoping, like I, I was mentioning to you, I was hoping it was going to be here by the time you know the, the next show came on, and, and it came in an amazing box. Um, There's it was, it was a very high-end feel to it. I've heard, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and like I said, the, their sweatpants like that's those are my that's my favorite uh, Mac Weldon product is their sweatpants okay. and, and their underwear are great. I'm wearing their underwear right now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm wearing their socks, uh, but the the sweatpants they're to die for. I sleep in those things sometimes. All right. So, uh, anyways, um, we have a special Mac, deal. Yeah, Mac Weldon has a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers. For 20% off your first order, visit www.macweldon.com and enter the promo code XPAC, X-P-A-C, when anyone doesn't know how to spell XPAC. That's right. Yeah, so for 20% off your first order, everyone, visit Mac, well, crap, let me try that again. For 20 for... 
For 20% off your first order, visit www.macweldon.com and enter the promo code XPOC at checkout. Yeah. That's www.macweldon.com and enter the promo code XPOC at checkout. And if you do that and you, and you order something from Mac Weldon, uh, and you, you give us the, you show us the proof of purchase. Uh, actually, send it to Jimbo, yeah. and we're going to send you uh, a personally autographed picture from me. And uh, and Jimbo, did did yeah, you get those out? We sent them out to Leo. We sent them out to Sonny. Yeah. We sent out four already. Yeah. So just nice. keep buying them, y'all. Yeah. Keep and so hey, and every, all the listeners that buy like like. If you wear some underwear, like model the underwear, take a picture of it, and send yeah, it. we'll put it on the air for you. Make it yeah. tasteful. Yeah. Slap uh, hashtag <laughs> Xbox one two three sixty. Tasteful. Yeah. So hey, go. so once again, that's www.macweldon.com, and enter the promo code XPOC. Uh, we'll be right back, and uh, and we're gonna have Booker T in a little bit. Yeah. Welcome back to XPOC one two three sixty. Everyone joining us right now over the phone. He's the he's a WWE Hall of Famer. He's a former five-time world champion, and he's going to be the future mayor of Houston, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Booker T. Yeah, yeah. Book. Thank you for coming hey, on, man. man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. Hey, man. You know me, man. We go way back, man. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, hey, yeah, we. We both started at uh, in Dallas at different times together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Our career was pretty much parallel, man. You know what I mean? I uh, started in Dallas, Texas, right there at yeah. um, 10,000 Industrial Boulevard. You know what I mean? And yeah. taking our way all the way to the top, man. So it's been a hell of a ride. Hey, book. Who was the book? Who was who was running uh, things in Global and GWF by the time you uh, you and your brother got there? Who was booking that? Man, uh, it, it was a array of people, man. Uh, um, Hot, Stuff, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert uh, was the one who um, introduced us to Global and then Upscander uh, Akbar, um, as well as uh, Mike Davis. He was the guy who was running things right there. But uh, a guy by the name of, um, I think, uh, man, I can't, I can't remember the, the owner's name, man. Uh, but uh, it was a hell of a ride, man, uh, being there in that uh, sportatorium. You know, so many names, you know what I mean? If that wall could talk, you know, uh, would tell so many stories, you know what I mean? So many stars uh, were made, as well as guys who didn't make it to the mainstream level, like a Gary Young, you know what I mean? Yeah, Gary Young. Hell of a, hell of a worker, man, you know what I mean? So many guys. Hey, look, it's funny you bring up Gary Young, because I swear to God, in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Gary Young was up for Rookie of the Year for like 10 years in a row. (laughs) 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 And and GWF, when we did the light heavyweight tournament, they didn't have enough light heavyweights. So they had uh, John Tatum, Gary Young. I mean, none of them guys were light heavyweights. But anyways. I'm serious. (laughs) I'm serious. Hey, man, but how great those guys were, man. I mean, Amazing. I learned so much yeah. uh, from those guys, man. Um, John Mantel, um, Black Bart, you know, so many guys, man. Manny Fernandez, oh, you know, yeah. so many guys back there literally gave me the blueprint 
to when I finally got to WCW, I remember God rest his soul, Big Van Vader. Um, I was in my first pay-per-view. Um, I was in the main event with him and Sid Vicious. And I remember Vader asking me um, in the sportatorium one day, he said, man, you think you're really ready for this? You know, I go, hell oh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready for this, man. I've been trained for this. I've been prepared for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I had so many great teachers. I thought when I got there, you know, um, those guys were good workers, but I don't think they were any better than those guys that we work with down there in Dallas, Texas. I really don't. I agree with that. I agree with that. Hey, um, how was? How did you end up getting from Houston to Dallas? Like, uh, it's a, like that was pretty quick, right? I mean, I mean, I know, I know you did some single stuff in in, in the Houston area and all that, but uh, when when you and your brother ended up in in, uh, in Dallas, how did that how did that happen? By accident, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> we did a show in Houston with a couple of boys that were uh that stayed up and worked in um, oklahoma and my brother and i they they, they called and asked us to be on a show in oklahoma and um, my brother and i we made a trip to oklahoma and uh, we met skandor akbar um that night to show and um, skandor said hey man maybe one day you guys to come work for for myself down in dallas texas um i promote down there you know he was like cool you know and uh, about six months later my brother got a tryout and um i rode along with my brother and uh um, Eddie Gilbert say, "Well, who who's that guy? You know." And my brother said, "Well, that's that's my brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, is he a worker?" And uh, he said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, I'm looking for a tag team, man. You know, and, and we haven't had a black tag team here in Dallas in a long time, and I really think we can make you guys big stars. You know, we was like, man, that sounds awesome. You know what I mean? And uh, we uh, we got prepared for that big debut day. We got it's crazy. I got to tell the story. We uh, we we. Eddie said, man, I'm going to make you guys, you know, huge. I want you guys to wear suits. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, your name's Booker. Your name's, you know, Booker T. Booker T. That's a cool name. Yeah. My brother's name is Lash. My brother's name Lash. is Lash. He said, yeah. let's change that. We're going to call you Stevie Ray. You know, like Stevie Ray Vaughn. It sounds cool. Booker T. Yeah. Stevie Ray. And we was like, man, that sounds cool. So we show up in Dallas on our, you know, to make our debut date. And we tell everybody, hey, man, we're looking for Eddie. You know what I mean? We was really excited. And they tell us, you know, well, Eddie got fired. Right. <laughs> we're like, whoa, wait a minute. Eddie got fired. You know, Eddie got his whole angle laid out for us. You know, we're like, well, uh, there's nothing we can do about that. You know, the best we can do is give you guys a tryout. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it went from us being big stars to give the tryout, but, you know, just getting our foot in the door, I think that's all we needed, man. Just, you know, give us a chance and we'll pretty much do the rest on our own. Pretty much the rest is history. Yeah, book, I remember because I was gone. I was gone from Dallas by the time uh, you and your brother got there, but I was still watching. And, and you know, uh, whether Eddie Gilbert was still there or not, man, y'all were featured like big stars, man. And I bought it. And I'm in, I was in the industry and I bought it. So, like, it worked. I tell you, uh, we came in and literally all, all we wanted was an opportunity. Um, my brother and I, we felt like, you know, we were talented enough. You know, we had size. Um, we were actually real brothers. We yeah. thought that they could do something with that. And my thing was this, you know, being on um, global television back there was, it was like being on a, a major television show, man, because we were on ESPN Monday through Friday. Yeah. And I tried my best to get on at least three TV tapings a week. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't care. You know, so I tell you, um, I, we just wanted a chance to go out there and show what our talent. My thing was I learned from one of the best in the business, Scott Casey. Scott Casey. He taught me. 
and, and he taught me in the beginning uh, what the business was about, you know, and that was, you know, about the fans, you know, going out yeah. there and making your opponent. And I think, you know, being on that television, we say, man, somebody's going to see us one day and we're going to get a phone call. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, was, what were you there, like six months? No, actually, we actually was in Global Wrestling Federation for about, Twelve months, oh, okay. about, about twelve to about twelve to fifteen months, we were there on a weekly basis. But it was a hell of a ride. It was. Yeah. I, I don't think we could have we could we couldn't have have paid for the knowledge that we got. You know, uh, making that trip from Houston, Texas, yeah. every single weekend we made that trip, and uh, we didn't miss a, miss a date. You know, I blew yeah. my. I blew my knee out, and I still did not miss a date, you know, and um, because we wanted it, you know, we wanted it yeah. so bad. And a, and a, and a, a year is a, is just about right. Like to me, I I can imagine you guys just starting to get antsy and figure like, okay, it's time to move forward a little bit more now. You know, honestly, man, for me, it was an escape. Um, I I, I could have stayed in global. You know, as long as I really needed to, yeah. I, I never was. I never thought about you know um, the next level or anything like that. I always wanted to be the best where I was. You know, and I tell young students that I go do seminars, and the question I always ask these young guys is say, you know, you know, what's your aspiration? They right. always tell me, you know, I want to be, I want to be in the WWE. You know, I want to be the WWE champion. I almost. Ten times out of ten times, they, none of them ever tell me I want to be the best on the show here tonight. Where I am, right. you know, and I think that's that's the one thing that's missing with a lot of these young guys. They don't understand what the business is really truly about. That's going out there and you know honing your craft, you yeah. know, um, learning it, you know, from the bottom up, you know. So when you get there, you will be ready, you know, because you can get there and, and if you're not ready, you know, you're gonna fail. Yeah. Ten times out of ten times, if you're not prepared for the test, you're gonna fail that test, you know. So, um, you know, get that knowledge, you know, know what it's about, um, you know, before you try to make it. Forget about getting the t-shirt. Let's think about learning how to work yeah. and perform, you know. So that, that's what I'm all about. Yeah, the t the t shirt. You got the t shirt, and and you got you get to take a picture and put it on on Facebook, so you can prove to everyone you're a wrestler. And then, hey, it's over. Work is over with. You're a wrestler now. Pretty, pretty much. That's the way a lot of them look at it. They got their you know you know you know fifty followers. Right. You know um, nothing against social media or anything like that, but this business is. You know, it's, 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 it wasn't a game for me, Pop. Yeah. It was about going out there and, and, and living this dream and having that adventure, um, going out there and still being relevant still today with, within the storm of, you know, these young guys coming up, you know, being able to hand that knowledge down to these guys as well. You know, um, me being that, you know, that carpenter, you know, that teacher, you know, for the next generation. You know, I love you know, the, my position in life right now. I don't. I couldn't have a greater life. I was up this morning, me and my son, seven years old. We took, you know, fifty to seventy-five basketball shots, you wow. know, just from the free from the free throw line, you know. So I'm loving life in my position, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know, I can tell, uh, book, and and you know, like all of these things that you're enjoying right now, man. Uh, you deserve every bit of it, man, because you worked your ass off and 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 made and made the right decisions. Like after you quit making the wrong ones, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. You know, um, I was I've been blessed, fortunate in life. You know, I made some bad decisions in my in my my early life, and, and I tell you, man, I still feel like I got a broom. 
you know, um, sweeping it up and yeah. cleaning it up. You know, it never it never ends. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I, I I feel like I deserve it, but yes. I still pocket, but I still feel like it's so much work still yet to be done. You know what I mean? I still got so much energy and so much life in me. And the thing is, a, a lot of it is still for the business. You know, with my wrestling school, you know, with my wrestling show, um, you know, my seminars. You know, I. This business has given me, you know, um, the life that I live today, and you know, definitely, I'm not never going to turn my back on it. But being able to move into different realms, just like yourself, having my own radio show, yeah. you know, running for mayor here in Houston as well, um, aspirate that it, there is no glass ceiling, you know. And I learned that when I was a very, very young man, you know, to go for it and don't let no one tell you you can't. It must feel like uh, Booker. I can only imagine how it feels like. Coming from from you know where you had to, where you had to dig yourself out of, and now like you know because okay Dallas Page uh, said this one time and and I steal this line and 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 I uh, and I use it a lot. It's not who you know, it's it's who's it's who's willing to admit they know you, and and everyone wants to admit that they they know Booker T now. That's right. You know, you like, and it must feel yeah. really good, man, because, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I can just imagine, Book. I, I, I tell you, um, uh, I got young people, man, that's what, that's yeah. what my, um, that's why I throw all my, my energy, man, is, you know, through my, just like with my school, everybody's young. I'm the oldest, oldest guy on my crew. Um, you know, it's been a slogan for years. You know, yeah. you've heard it. Your, your parents have said it. You know, your grandparents have said it. Respect your elders. You know, but we don't have anyone saying respect your young people. Young people are really the future. Yeah. Um, my kids are, like I said, they're seven years old and they're smart as a whip and they're, they're going to be the one that's, you know, I'm making, you know, making all the rules, you know, yeah. for 20 years, you know. So my thing is, you know, fall back on the young. Young, young guys and young women, and and and, and let them have that reins, and, and then you know jump on board with them. You know, I, I speak for young people, and and I, I think I relate with them. You know, more than anything. You know, I'm I'm 53 years old, but I still feel like I'm a young guy for some reason. I really, honestly, don't even know why. But wow. um, I wake up every morning feeling like I'm, you know, uh, a young kid. But but I try to think wisely and and, and still be able to you know know that. Hey, man. Um, Let's let's pass it on. Let's 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 not try to hold on to it. And you know, Pac, we've been in this business yeah. a long time. And how many times, you know, we we wondered when that old guy was going to step aside and let the young guy come <laughs> up. How many times? How many? You know what I mean? So yeah. I understand it being in that position. Hey, there's there's a little like kind of a, a joking saying that uh, my friends and I use. It's like, it's 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 the old guy's job to hold the young guys down. It's the young guy's job to put us out of our misery. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. You hit it right on the head. But, but, but for myself, man, I don't. I don't have no ego or right. anything like that, man. You know, this business for me, you know, it, it hadn't been about wins and losses or anything like that. You know, it, it, it's been about, you know, ha- having fun, doing something that I love to do. I'm making money doing something I love to do. Um, you only live once that we know of, you know, and the, to be bitter and, you know, uh, you know, upset and frowning. And I want to be smiling and yeah. laughing every day to the day that I die, you know, because, um, uh, 
you know, I don't know what's on the other side. And I want to enjoy this side right while I'm here. And and the thing is, is every time I see you, Booger, you always have a big ass smile on your face. You always, <laughs> you know, you always have this energy coming off of you that other people can, you know, get a little bit of. And it's that youthful energy you were talking about, man. And that means it's like people always want to be around you when you're like that. <laughs> It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, I, you know, I go do you know comic cons and stuff like that, and I stand up the whole time, man. I, I'm laughing and joking, I'm telling stories. You know, my day go by so fast. You know, um, because I, I love what I'm doing. I, I I stopped working when I was 25 years old. Um, you know, I lost my my mother when I was yeah. you know 13. Lost my father when I was you know 10 months old. Um, you know, and to have the life that I have, you know, to have yeah. to, to be able to enjoy it, the life the way I live it. God, man, you know, um, I, I never saw this coming, you know, as a kid, but I always knew it was going to happen. I just didn't, I, I, I didn't know how yeah. as far as, um, you know, how I was going to make it, but I always knew I was going to make it somehow in this life. You know, I always knew God was on my side and it was, you know, it was a bigger, it was a bigger plan for me. Um, even still now, you know, um, it's like I say, the plan is, you know, I, I, I don't aspire to, to, to aspire to die as just being a wrestler. You know, I, 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 that's just not the moniker that I want on my on my headstone. You know, here yeah. lies you know Booker T. You know, WWE Hall of Fame wrestler. That's hey, not the way I want to go out. Hey, book. I, I, I read something last night, man, and it, and it blew me away. And it's kind of going off subject just a little bit, but it's huge, man. And and I got to take my hat off you off to you for uh for 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 doing this. I read this thing called it's uh, miles apart, and it's something you did with your son Brandon. Brandon, yeah, yeah. And man, like I would, I would. Since I mean, I imagine you did that uh, for people to read, right? Like, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed people to hear that story. And, uh, me being, you know, who I am, and you know, I, I go through stuff just like everyone else do. You know, with with family, yeah. you know, health, all kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I'm no different. You know, and I just need people to, especially um, young wrestlers yeah. um, that's in the business to, you know, that find themselves in that position and, and think that they know and, and they think that they're doing the right thing and they're really not. You know, so um, I thought it was very, very important for people to hear his side from him. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I didn't know what he was going to say or anything like that. I just thought I needed to experience it through his eyes and the way he felt. Wow, man, and it's—I I got goosebumps right now, man, just thinking about it because I mean it's so powerful and it's and it, it's so gutsy, man, to let people in like that, Booker. And I—I I, I highly, highly suggest people read. I don't want to get all off into, you know, like all, you know, all off into yeah. that. So, Creasyo, Creasyo dot com. They can check it out right there, Creasyo dot com. Yeah, and um, you know, um, experience it, man. I mean, my my life is an open book, and I need people to understand. You know, um, you know where I come from, in order for them to be able to trust me. You know, I got to be able to, you know, let people in and, and be transparent. Yeah. You know, um, and that's just the way I've been my whole life. You know, I I used to lie a whole lot when I was a kid, and yeah. uh, I lied about everything, man. I didn't care, man. I just lied. What do you, you know, think that I, is? Why do you think that is? Because we don't like. Because like, I mean, like I used to lie because I didn't have anything to talk about yet. You know, like, I mean, I don't know if that makes you know, any I, sense. I, no, but I lied, I lied to my parents uh, about okay. stuff. You know what I mean? I was steal. Yeah. I lied. I was just a bad kid. And and, and, I, and I, don't, I really don't know why I was a bad kid. I knew I was trouble. 
um, um, in certain ways, um, not having my, my dad there, seeing right. other kids that did have their dad in their lives. My mother was working from 11 to 7, you know, from as long as I can remember, you know, I'm trying to raise us and, you know, keep a roof over our head. I totally understand that. Um, you know, I always wanted to be, um, you know, mentored. I always wanted to be, you know, uh, you know, told, hey, don't do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, or I, I wanted to. I wanted that pat on the back as well. Yes. I wanted to be told, "Hey, man, hey, you could do it. Hey, you could be whatever you want to be in life." You know, I, I didn't have that. You know, so I rebelled in different other ways. Maybe that's what it was. But I realized, you know, uh, as I got older, you know, that did not work. I can't. I, I can't remember the last time I told a lie. I cannot lie. I can't cheat on my wife because I'll tell on myself. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the type of person I am, you know, and I, and I think it's all stemmed from, you know, the way I came up. I'm lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones who, who have made the right choice, you know, because I easily could have been somewhere else. I easily could not be talking to you right now yeah. and having this conversation, you know, so I'm just blessed. God put me here for a reason. And, and Book, you talk about, obviously, giving back to the new generation, which you do. I've been down to reality of wrestling. Explain to people what that is like, because to me, you treat everyone there like family. Like, if Paul Bosch was still around, I think he'd be beaming with pride and, and would be right there next, you know, aside of you, running things with you. Hey, you know, um, I, I, it is like a family, you know. I mean, we're, we're, we are a team. Um, we we literally um, bonded at the hip. You know, I started this thing back in 2005, um, the Pro Wrestling Alliance. You know, um, you know, a few years ago, I guess about six years ago, um, seven years ago, uh, it, that that didn't feel right to me, the Pro Wrestling Alliance, because everybody everybody got an initial PW yeah. such and WWS. So I changed everything. I told my wife, I was like, baby, we got to sell everything with PWA on it. I never want to hear that that word ever again. <laughs> and um, I was just thinking, what can I call it? And I, and you know, all reality shows are so popular, you know, and I thought, I said, man, reality of wrestling, man. I was like, boom, that, that could be a reality of wrestling. And I was thinking, you know, people are not going to know if it's a wrestling show or a reality show when they watch it. And then I said, I told all of my guys, I said, guys, we've got to be different than everyone else. You know, I said, we can never call ourselves ROW. It can only be the role or reality of wrestling. The role or reality of wrestling. We're branding that, and that's what we're going to go on. And uh, my guys, you know, they skeptical in the beginning but i've seen but always have made the right choices and uh reality of wrestling has taken off you know but i've gotten kids man uh, my my right hand man his name's kevin bernhardt you know he's 30 years old now and i met him when he was literally um 16 years old in high school i was doing a speaking engagement and uh, he became my first student uh, he was so skinny he couldn't be a wrestler but i, I, I like i wanted him to stick around you know I, Send him to school to, uh, you know, edit, you know, at the Houston Art Institute. And uh, he became my editor, my producer, my writer, you know, and, uh, you know, like my, my, my um, announcer, my commentator. You know, he came to me when he's 18, he's 24, you know. When, you know, two of my top wrestlers, one of them came to me when he's 16, one came to me when he's 17, 24 and 25 years old now, and they're getting ready to make their move. They're grown men now, and they're top professional wrestlers. You know, so my thing is, you know, I try to get them young so I can train them, mold them. I mean, they're like soldiers, man. When I, when I die, I'm probably going to have about 50 guys carrying my casket, you know, uh, because it's about loyalty and reality of wrestling. It's about being on time. It's about showing up. It's about passing the knowledge on to the next guys coming up because reality of wrestling is uh, it's a self-contained unit. If, and if Booker T was to leave here today, God, you know, you know forbid, um, reality of wrestling will continue and go on forever. And that's 
what I've tried to create, a utopia for young guys trying to get in professional wrestling, young girls trying to get in professional wrestling the right way, as well as have a half of a chance at learning this thing right. So, Booker, earlier, you know, you've mentioned a lot about making decisions and, you know, not always knowing your right path as we all go through in life. One of the decisions that you made after WCW closed was to uh, necessarily, you know, not take the buyout and go to WWE and eventually, you know, take a pay cut. You know, so many guys didn't do that. They decided to, you know, finish out their contracts and not continue wrestling. What was it? What was the reasoning for you to go to WWE and, you know, not just stay at home and collect paychecks? You know, um, time off is, you know, really in this business, one's worst enemy. Um, Rick Flair loves momentum. to say that. <laughs> say again? Say what? Rick Flair loves to say that. Hey, you know, that's where I got it from. Uh-huh. That's where I got it from. Rick Flair always used to say, man, time off is the wrestler's worst enemy. That's what he used to always say. Yeah. And uh, for me, I had momentum. Um, you know, the money issue, you know, I gave up a lot of money. You know, I never, I've never done any interviews about that or anything like that. But I gave up a lot of money uh, to, to, to keep going. Um, I, I felt like the money would come right back. You know, I, felt, I'm, I, I really honestly, truly believe this. I make the money. The money don't make me. I, and yeah. and that's, that's the way I feel in life. Still right now, today, no matter what happens, as long as I got my legs, uh, I got my health, um, I'm going to make money. You know, that's just who I've been all my life. You know, so to keep going uh, as well as to test myself, you know, with the so-called best wrestlers in the world. I want to see exactly how good I really was. You know, I want to push myself to, to see if I was, you know, top-notch, you know, uh, or, or were these guys actually better than me? And, you know, that's one thing I always believed in was my talent. I always knew that, you know, I could perform with the best. You know, my brother, he always tell me, you know, I said that in my Hall of Fame speech, you know, my brother, before I really looked the word up, you know, my brother used to tell me I was prolific. You wow. know, he said, man, you better than you, 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 you used to say, man, you better than everybody in the locker room. And, and I believed it because he said it because my brother was my hero. He was the guy that I wanted to be like. And if he said it, it had to be true. <laughs> you know, so to go up there to WWE um, was, was something that, um, it was it wasn't something I was you know really wanting to do at that time, but you know um, the company was closed. Uh, it was time to move on to what was next, and I learned at a very very young age. You know, losing my mother and father, nothing lasts forever. And 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 Booker, I mean, I think you found out immediately that's exactly where you belonged. I mean, because I remember the first I remember your your first match in was what with 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 Bagwell, right in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Was it Vancouver? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, and it was like... No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Vancouver. It wasn't Vancouver. I can't remember the town right off here, but it wasn't Vancouver. It no. was... I, I will remember it. It was... Well, defi- about- it definitely wasn't WCW country. I'll tell you that much. I know, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> WCW country. We got killed, man. But my thing was... You I know, thought you were um, great. I knew that was going to happen. You, know, you I, did I knew great. that was going to happen. Booker, you did great. You, can, I, you know what? I thought I did okay, but yeah. but I, I felt like I could have done so much more. My thing has always been, man. I swear, I've always been Chris Jericho. He wrote he, he wrote it in his book. Um, my thing was back in WCW. I didn't care who I was working with. It could be some random guy yeah. who wasn't getting the push on the card. He was a guy that they were just going to be bringing in and you know and pretty much shipping him out after that match. And I would always tell the guy. Hey man, I'm finna go out here and get you a contract tonight. Nice. And uh, I would go out there and I would perform with that guy to the point to where I would literally say eighty percent, seventy five percent of the time, 
WCW would hire the guy after I worked him. It was my job to go out there and make those guys look good. It was my responsibility. I felt the onus was on me each and every time. And um, to go out there with Bagwell that night, um, I thought I could actually pull it off. I thought I could actually sway the crowd. Yeah. And um, that night I didn't. And it was one of the few nights in my career. But after going back and looking at it, it wasn't that bad of a match. Today, um, standard, you know, I think that bat, that match would probably smell, pass the smell test. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't like the, it was it was your performance in it. It was it, well, like I don't want to judge the whole match because, I mean, you, you have to. Uh, it takes two. Right. And and and. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I don't want to go. I don't want to like go negative on anyone. I just, I, I no, no. You know what? I, I tell you, man. Uh, that night, it, it said a lot to me. It, 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 you know, but my thing, I can, I can honestly say this: when I when I came to WWE, um, I left every accolade that I had ever accomplished in WCW behind. Yeah. I did not come into WWE, uh, WWF, thinking, "Hey, man, these guys need to, you know, give me my props because I'm, you know, I'm former world champion. You know what I mean? I, I came in world champion, United States champion, so I need to get my props." No, I left all of that behind. I went to, I, I tell my students, I say, if you can't make it in the locker room, you have no chance at making it in the ring. I, I tell my students, hey, you could be great at what you do and people don't like you you're not going to last very long so my first uh you know uh, job was to you know let those guys know hey man hey i'm here to work i'm here to be a part of this thing because that's what wrestling really is when you got an ego in, in professional wrestling you know if you're not certain guys you're not going to be around very long you know so for me yeah. it was just you know wanting to be a part of the team man and uh, still you know continue to do what i love well, to go from working in WCW and then WCW closes and now WWE is the only option, what do you think of the boom in wrestling now with New Japan and Ring of Honor going to run Madison Square Garden and all these other companies that wrestlers have opportunities to work for? Hey, man, I'm loving it. It's bringing wrestling back to the way it, you know, it, it used to be, you know, where guys had you know different places to go work. It's not about one company, really, and I don't want people to think that it should be like that. You know, for it's about guys just doing this that need work, <laughs> you yeah. know, and need, need places to do it. You know, if there are other companies that you know that's got other you know television contracts with with other stations, hey, why not football do it? I mean, baseball do it, track if every every other entity uh, does it. You know what I mean? So it's only going to be more work for the wrestler as well as is only going to make the wrestling biz business so much bigger um the independent world right now is, is totally alive you know you go and see how many shows uh, around the world are you know being had on, on the weekends and you you be you know you go wow you know so it's about that's what that's really what it's about it's about you know the fans getting entertainment and these guys that's um capable to, of going out there and you know putting on good work um having work Hey, go ahead, Jimbo. One more. What do you think of David Arquette's return to wrestling? <laughs> I, I love it, man. I'm a big fan of David Arquette, man. He was at my night in Hollywood. You know, he showed up talking about, you know, the old WCW. People don't know about the WCW story, and if they don't, I'll tell you, you know, when, w, when uh, David Arquette won the uh, the world title, you know, he was back in the locker room, and he was with me, you know, he was sitting across from me, and he was looking at the title, and he was pretty happy uh, for a minute, and he goes, man, you know, man, it's pretty cool, isn't it? You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, man, that's pretty cool, you know, and he, he looks at me, and he goes, but how many times have you won the world championship? And I go, man, I never won it. I never, I never won it before. <laughs> and he goes, 
<laughs> he, he literally a big, took a big breath, man. His eyes got big. He couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? And then the following night, he went out on television. He goes, I don't deserve this championship. People like Booker T should have this championship. Wow. You know, so he's, a, he was, he's probably one of the biggest reasons I became world champion. Wow. People don't even really understand or realize that. Uh, that he was just in a position, and if anyone else would have been in a position that David Arquette was in, they would have taken it as well. Well, while we're speaking of you being in the ring, I recently watched a clip from Heated Conversations. It was very subtly titled, I Never Said I Retired. You you keep yourself in incredible shape. You talked about if you might actually consider coming back at some point if it's on your own terms. Have you thought any further about that? I, I, I didn't say I was coming back or uh-huh. anything like that. Oh, my own terms. Okay, let's get that straight. <laughs> um, my thing is this. Like I said, if they were to ask me to have a match or something, I, 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 it's, how, we, that's, this is what we do. I wouldn't turn it down. Yeah. That's, that's what we do. Um, I, I'll show up. I'm, I'm going to go out and perform and try to perform at the, you know, the highest level I possibly can. Um, but I'm more focused on reality of wrestling. I'm more focused on my young guys. And uh, my, my young um, talent need to know that their sensei, their teacher, can actually still do it. Yeah. You know, um, they got to be able to believe in me. You know, uh, if their teacher is just sitting on the sidelines barking orders, it's hard to believe. If you don't walk in those shoes, it's hard to tell someone else how to walk in them. So I got to be on point for my team more than anything. So it's a reality of wrestling thing. It's not about going out there on the independent circuit and, um, you know, having matches on a weekly basis or anything like that. But to build my company, you know, I, I, I've taken, you know, advice from, you know, you know, a lot of great mentors. You know, I've worked for one of the, you know, you know, my, the boss that I work for, man, I mean, he's tireless. He doesn't take any time off. And every time he had to go out there and put the boots on to draw a crowd in, that's what he went out and did. Yeah. So um, I just, you know, lead by example. Um, but it's all, all about reality wrestling. Hey, Buck, can you still do the spin Rooney? Man, I just did it a month ago, man. That's what's was up. in town, and um, I went down just to show some love for Velveteen Dream, nice. you know, uh, nice. one of my students that was on Tough Enough. And, uh, of course, they asked me to get in the ring, and I got in the ring, and... Uh, Next thing you know, the crowd's going spinner rooney, spinner rooney. I hadn't did it in two years. I said that two years ago. I said the spinner rooney is officially retired. Yeah. But, uh, in my city, in my city, man, I said, damn it, you know, this is my city. This is yeah. H. Drop down one knee, boom, dropped it, and uh, I was like, wow, that was pretty easy, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, I can still do it, man. But I do try to preserve the hips. Yeah. These days, I don't want to be like these old guys, man. Get hip replacement, knee replacement. I don't have no metal in me, man. I'm a metal free, man. I want to stay that way for a long time. Yeah, between the spin rooney and, and the and the one stand a spin kick you do, that's a lot of work on the hips, man. Brother, brother, I mean, I I, I put in my time, you know, <laughs> but um, I, I'll throw it out there if need be. You know, if the price is right. You know how we are. Oh yeah. How important was naming it the Spinneroonie? Because you were doing it throughout WCW, but it never had a name, so it never really caught on. But as soon as you started doing it in WWE, and it got the name. No, of no, actually, uh, actually, uh, it caught on in WCW. Uh, Mark Madden uh, was the person who coined the phrase Spinneroonie. Mm. Um, he did it in one of my matches one day, and you know it's been called a Spinneroonie ever since. He went Spinneroonie crazy, Spinneroonie, Spinneroonie. From that day on, it's been called a Spinneroonie. So. Mark Madden, he may have a trademark on that. Nice. <laughs> but uh, he's the one who pulled it out, man. Hey, hey Book, uh, I, we were talking about your, our, our um, 
Johnny brought brought up your your radio show, and and I listen to it uh, whenever I get a chance. I listen to little clips here and there because we get them on on YouTube and different things. And but uh, I don't know what was it? Maybe a year or so ago, um, you had Kia Stevens on, and and you were you brought up. Uh, uh, I I made a comment on here uh, about when Alonzo Ball and all them were on there, and they dropped it. They dropped the end. They dropped the end bomb on live TV, and uh, yeah. and, and and you talked about that, and and uh, and I just want to say I agree a hundred percent, man. The way that I said that, I can see how you I, I can see how you uh, how you came to that conclusion, man. Hey, man, you know. Um that word, man, is a is a very uh, is a very very um, uh, what word destructive. Yes, let's let's just say that destructive word. Uh, you know, for so for these days, for so many, um, because it's used um, as a term of endearment. Um, you know, not just black people use it; uh, every other race uses it. Um, in schools, it's a, a word that just you know um, thrown around, and and I, and, I, and I say, you know. I talk about young people all the time. You know, young people need to understand, you know, uh, that word first and foremost and how destructive it truly really is. The thing is to hear it on the radio every day. Um, it's not like um, something that, you know, um, you know, that's, that's put in the closet or anything. Um, people make money off of it. It's, yeah. it's a word that's, you know, that's that thing, you know, money's been made off of it. So um, it's hard to, you know, um, to judge or anything like that when, 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 People outside of you know one's race use it, you know. But when I do hear it, um, just like with the uh, Lonzo Ball situation, you know that young man that's a that's a college educated young man. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a young man that that knows right from wrong. That's a man that that's a young man that that you know that that's got eyes on him, and, and young people look up to him and yeah. want to be like him, you know. So. I don't, you know, try to, you know, put people, everyone in that, that um, position to try to be a role model or anything like that. But, um, you know, um, you know, you know, you only live once, you know. And, and the thing is, too, you know, he's a young kid. He's he's going to mature as he yeah. gets older. I didn't think this way when I was, you know, 18 years old. You know, so I, it's hard for me to judge. You know, um, when, when I when I hear that word, yeah, but what, uh, you know, the, how, how to explain? The thing about it is, is I kind of made light of it on on the show. Like I was, I, I was, uh, and 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 what I meant was like it's it wasn't as big a deal coming out of his mouth as if it would have been a white guy on there and that shit dropped out of their mouth, you know, on live TV. And that, that and, and that's true. That and that is true. That I mean, that is true, but. I remember when I said it, you uh -huh. know, and, and 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 how I felt inside. I don't know if that young kid felt that that same way, but I know how I felt because I knew I had young people looking up to me and wanted to be like me, and they feel like if Booker T said, it's okay to say. I remember you know, when and, that and happened. Then, Book. And then they, and, and they got to go um, for a job interview. And they talked, and they're talking to the you know the person that's giving them the interview, and, and yeah. they they use that word, and then yeah. they don't get the job, I, you know. So uh, changing your levels that that's yeah. right that's right there, young people. I, you know how to change your levels because you you never know who you're who you're around and who you're talking to. I remember when you did that, and and immediately like I see you you turned right. Like I I've never seen a black guy blush like that before. Like you turned, you were embarrassed by that. I think. It seemed like. 
Oh, no, man. I I, I, I literally, that was the worst day of my life. Aww. That was as far as, as far as the wrestling business goes. Really? That was the biggest mistake I ever could have made. That's the one mistake that I, I wish I could take back. Wow. Um, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't remember any other mistakes, you know, because, like I say, I don't want my people to think that I think that way about myself. I don't, talk about, I don't talk like that around yeah. my kids. My kids have never heard me say that word. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't talk up to my buddies like that. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know. I mean, but I'm from the neighborhood. I hear sure. it on a daily basis. Um, at that point in time, back then, it was a word that I used, you know, probably on a regular basis. You know, and, but but no one had ever heard me say that in the locker room, around any of my peers. None of the white guys had ever heard me use that word. Sure. And, and, and because I say, if they heard, hear me using that word, calling myself that, it should be all right for them to call me that as well, if I call myself right. that. So I, I just tell young people when there are certain situations like that, no... You know, um, you know, just know, know that certain things uh, are going to be looked at a certain way, and know that hey, your your um, respect it, it goes a long way in this business. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes a long way. My respect is everything, Pac. Absolutely. Uh, the way people, you know, um, look at me, and the way people, the way I treat myself. You know, um, just like say, for instance, you know, for, for for the boys, you know, my peers like yourself. It was years before you guys ever saw me in a pair of jeans. That's true. You always saw yeah. me with a suit and tie on. I always yeah. respected myself more than anyone else could. And um, no one has ever saw me out, you know, out in the club or hanging out, you know, coming through the hotel with a with another woman or anything, knowing that I got a wife at home. Yeah. All right. Because if some, if one of you guys did, you may not have said anything, but your level of respect would have gone down immensely. Man, it and does, I could not Booker. Let that it does. You're right. It, it does. You know, so yeah. I, I've never put myself in, in position for my respect to ever be questioned, um, ever, because, you know, uh, that's 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 literally uh, what makes us or breaks us at yeah. the end of the day. Hey, Book, um, uh, Mark Henry said that uh, the 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 the, the Black uh, locker room is fifty fifty on on Hulkster right now. Um, how how are you on all that? Hey man, you know, just like I just said about the word. Yeah. And then the thing is, when people say stuff, you know, behind the closed doors, uh, I'm sure you've said things behind closed man, doors. <laughs> tell me, yes. I'm sure everyone in that room. I'm sure everyone in that room has has said stuff behind closed doors that they'll never say out in public. Um, I, I put the onus on, um, you know, the person that was taping the conversation yeah. to first and foremost in that situation. You know, why is a person taping your conversation? They're obviously looking to get something out of it, you know, so yeah. you got to look at it from that perspective as well. You don't know if someone was drinking or not, you know, I um, mean, it's, it's so many uh, variables go into that one little episode right there. And, and I just don't think that in the wrestling business coincide with each other. Gotcha. Well, that's the thing, man. Is I'm I'm a white guy, uh, and and obviously I think everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out. So I do, I like to do, I like to defer to my to my to my black friends on on this subject. You know what I mean? I I, I mean yeah. I, I think my opinion is just a little bit less valid than y'all's. Yeah, 
No, I mean it's a real issue, of course, but it's but it's not an issue. Yeah. Um, like I say, you know, I, I mean it's re- it, it really should not be an issue. Yeah. Um, as far as far as him being, in, I mean, was it a black eye for um, people to hear him say that being a publicly traded company? Of course. Do we got to uh, um, shut this thing down? Uh, 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 reprimand him or uh, do something, suspend him, do something about it? Of course. We yeah. Do. Um, but but for someone for 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 someone to be, for him to be banned from professional wrestling for that one inc- incident and hey, just come on yeah I mean, just come on. to have to to be wiped completely from history over like yeah I just yeah, I, I mean think... I mean I mean me, me I don't agree that I don't agree yeah. with you know what I mean I mean um, he's it's just just and, and the reason I don't agree with that Pac is because if people still judge me from what I did twenty years ago amen. I would not be talking to you right now. Amen, bro. People still looked at me because of the, what I did and, and the mistake that I made. We wouldn't be talking. And I talk about that having that broom and still cleaning up and sweeping it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm still cleaning up and sweeping it up because I made a mistake. But should you uh, ridicule me forevermore for a mistake a young kid made yeah. who, who had no direction in life? Come on. No, I don't think so. So my thing is this, man. I mean... You know, let's put it past and let's move forward. Yeah. There you go. Uh, last question, Booker, from me. Uh, your album, you and Brad Gilmore recorded with a bunch of stars uh, last year in, in Hollywood. And uh, how exciting is that to have an album out? Tell us about that. Man, we just always working, man. My, my kid, Brad Gilmore, <laughs> I met him when he was 18 years old. He's my partner on my show now. Um yeah, yeah, man. He say, let's make a let's put make an album out of it. Let's let's do something with this. Yeah, it's cool, man. My thing is, it's all about the work. Uh, I wouldn't have never thought about doing it if it wasn't for my you know my my partner Brad Gilmore. You know, saying, hey, book, let's do this. You know, um, I'm about just literally trying, like I say, staying relevant, but with um with with um, relevant news, not just going out there talking about some crappers. You know something that don't nobody really want to hear about. I, I really want to uh, entertain still, you know, outside of the ring, yeah. just from a different perspective. And I think, you know, um, you know, still being uh, able to connect, you know, with young people. I think that's what the album's really all about. Where do you get it? <clears throat> um, it's all on all social media sites. Um, you know. Um, Amazon, everything. Um, you know, like I said, my my boy, he do all of that stuff, man. Go to realityofwrestling dot com. I'm sure you'll be able to find out about it. And you recorded that here, uh, uh, here in L.A., right? When you guys were here for, uh, yeah. was it No yeah, Mercy? Yeah, we, I think it was No Mercy. Yeah, yeah. yeah we were doing a benefit for uh, benefit for all the hurricane victims, uh, actually all the flood victims here in Houston, and uh, uh, raised some money. And um, a lot of guys came through, man, and showed support and showed love and. And um, auction off stuff, you know, it, it was awesome, man. Yeah. A lot of WWE guys um, gave stuff, Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks, you know, Elias, you know. It, yeah. it, was, it was cool, man, to be able to help, you know, people who's down because I got lucky. Uh, I got blessed. Uh, my house is kind of like on a little island, and I didn't get, you know, as much damage as most people around me did, but a lot of people lost everything. And to still be able to, you know, help out and, you know, a little bit, you know, give a little bit of time. Mother always told me it didn't cost you anything to be nice to people. Absolutely, man. Hey, 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 bro, hey um, book. Uh, real quick before we go, uh, hey, let's talk about the possibility of uh, of Brock and Bobby Lashley fighting. 
hey, man, you know, uh, it is what it is. You know, Brock Lesnar got a whole lot going on on his plate right now. Yeah. Um, you know, with the UFC thing, USADA getting back in the lineup, you know, it's a lot of work uh, involved with that right there. Um, and I'm sure he's going to have to prepare for it. It's the thing with him and Bobby Lashley. I think it'll be good for, for Bobby to actually, you know, get in there and mix with uh, Brock Lesnar. It might, yeah. might be a, a hard, it might be a rough night for him, you know what I mean? But it'll be a good rub. Sure. <laughs> uh, as well as uh, people have been wanting to see Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley for many, many years, you know, as far as both of them got, you know, the amateur um, experience, background experience. Um, you know, Bobby Lashley always, I always told Bobby Lashley, you know, even back in the day, I remember he was wrestling Simon Dean one day. <laughs> Simon Dean had him bumping all over the place. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I'm Simon Dean? Side, you know, the, uh, again. Simon Dean had Bobby Lashley uh, bumping all over the place? Like Shane bumping Douglas, like, Simon Bumping Dean? like a bumping machine. And I'm like, tell him, I say, I pull, him, pull, him, pull him aside to pull his coattail a little bit. I say, Bobby, man, um, why is you up, man? I say, look at you, man. I say, you know, you got all the, got this body. I said, man, you, you look like Brock Lesnar. I said, man, you look better than Brock Lesnar. Right. I'm trying to pump him up. Yeah. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Brock, uh, Bobby Lashley at that time, he goes, uh, you know, man, you know, I understand, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, just stay in the loop. You know what I mean? Sounds like Bobby. Yeah, I, I, you know. <laughs> sounds just like him. <laughs> but uh, but uh, some years later, he came and worked with me and uh, came to my school, trained with me. Um, I gave him some knowledge, you know. Uh, so now, uh, you know, Bobby is definitely, uh, I think, ready to step into that that fire. You know what yeah. I mean? As well as, you know, we wonder what Bobby, you know, still got left in the tank after ten years being away from the company. That's, that's a long, that's a long time. Ten years, man. That's, that's a long time. You know. So uh, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out real soon. Yeah. Where do you think that? Where do you think something like that'll happen? What? When? Or when and where? Well, uh, I can't say when, but uh, I know it's got to happen before January. Uh, you know, just because just because of um, um, the UFC commitment. Yeah. That's what I would think. Um, so I'm sure that's going to be around January. That's when he'll be. That's that's the earliest he'll be able to have that fight with DC is January, and I'm sure they they're not going to want to procrastinate on, on that fight. They're going to want to get to it and get to it pretty quick. You don't think they're going to try to make uh, DC and, and John Jones or Brock and John Jones first? Well, they think with, uh, John Jones, um, you know, he still got his problems. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, uh, DC, um, um, you know, right now, the, the the fight for him, you know, is uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You know, Brock Lesnar, I mean, DC is, I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, Bone Jones, he got so much baggage right now, man. I mean, um, nothing's working in his favor right now. Uh, if it, when he can't, when he come back, he would have to come back at, at heavyweight. You know what I mean? What kind of interest is going to be on that fight? Is it, it will it be more interest on that fight with um, you know uh, with with him opposed to Brock Lesnar? I don't think so. I think people want to see Brock Lesnar yep. as the UFC champion one more time. I think people want to see that for I, some reason. Yeah. They really want to see it. But yeah. do you think he can defeat Cormier? Oh man, um, I think if Brock Lesnar get on top of Cormier, um, of course he can beat him. Um, if Cormier get on top of Brock Lesnar, um, uh, of course he can beat him. Um, can, can Cormier knock out Brock Lesnar if he if he hit him with uh, uh, the right shot? Of course he yep. can. Um, it's, it's a pick 'em. It's a pick 'em fight uh, because 
you look at the size difference, you know, even though Cormier is a heavyweight, Brock Lesnar is still much bigger than he is, you know. So it's a lot of variables play right there, man. It's a toss-up. Hey, I, I could keep on rambling with your book, but, uh, you know, we already brought you past uh, past the time. We're saying we're going to keep you, man. Okay, man. Hey, I'm just riding right now, man. I still got a few minutes if you, if you have a couple more questions. You want to, hey, okay, real quick. Yeah, I wanted to know if Kane has given you any sort of advice now that, you know, you're running for mayor. Um, Be ready for the politics. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I'm dealing with right now, you know, is uh, the politics. I got a few hurdles I got to cover, and um, I've been having the damnest time with uh, City Hall. Um, but uh, uh, that was to be expected, you know what I mean? But I got some good people on my side working for me, and I'm doing everything I possibly can to get ready for November 2019, and I know who within the next uh, six, less than six months. You know what the great thing is, Book, is there's nothing bad about you that's not not already out there in, in the public <laughs> that people already know, so not anyone can use against you. Well, that that's the beauty of it. You know, every every uh, thing that someone could try to use against me, I can use it to my advantage. Exactly. Because everyone, every, because everyone out there is not perfect. Everyone out there is not a, you know, Harvard grad or college grad. You know what I mean? Every, the, the, the majority uh, um, of the people are just like you and I, you know. They're just trying to make it from one day to the next, and they're just wondering, how am I going to do it? And then to get a little bit of help um, definitely is something that most people want. You know, so yeah. that's that. I'm just a people person. I'm not the smartest person, um, you know, in the room, but I do know how to get a great team around me, man. And, and that's, that's, that's first and foremost, having a great team, um, uh, having a conglomerate to make a decision as opposed to one person thinking they know it all, you know, and, yeah. and I think that's the key. Yeah, but the thing is, Book, is is uh, you have a great team around you because people want to be on the Booker T team. Well, you know, um, I tell you, man, if you treat people, you know, the way you want to be treated, um, that's very, very easy. Yeah. Um, and that's what I do. You know, I don't, you know, I'm, I, I'd never say my school. You know, I'd right. say our gym. You know, I, I never put, you know, me, you know, in front ever because, you know, I know I couldn't, you know, achieve what I've achieved by myself solely. There's no way. There's no yeah. way uh, that could have happened, you know. So me having a, you know, great wife support, you know, uh, me having a, a bunch of young guys around me, you know, um, pushing me um, in the right direction as well as yeah. a lot of those young guys making this decisions, you know, and me just uh, co-signing on it. You know, uh, I think that's very, very important um, to be uh, successful here in uh, this day and age. I really do. Uh, hey, uh, Book, you know what was really cool was uh, being at the Cauliflower Alley and, and uh, watching you and your brother uh, up there accepting uh, that award. And it was cool to see Scott Casey up there with y'all, too. Hey, man, you know, I'm, I, I, I had no speech or, you know, I didn't prepare anything and for that, you know, but... Um, uh, I, I like talking to people, you know, from the heart. Yeah. And uh, being able to tell those stories, being able, for my brother to be able to, you know, um, be there for me to thank him personally, knowing that I wouldn't be nowhere near the wrestling business if it wasn't for my brother. Yeah. This is not my dream. I'm living, you know, this is my brother's sure. dream. Um, you know, to be able to do that, to be able to, you know, thank the, you know, the alley for, you know, actually acknowledging us as a tag team. You know, that that that's huge, man, because... You know, you see, right now the talk is, you know, Terrell Owens not going, you know, to the Hall of Fame and accepting, yeah. you know, 
you know, and, and it's his it, 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 honor, you know, he's, he's, he's going to skip it. You know, uh, how do you feel hey, about man, that? That's, man? That's, that's, that's what, well, I think it's pretty, you know, those are moments you don't ever get back. And that's, right. uh, um, that's something that he's going to regret, you know, one day, and he's going to regret it, you know, you know, solely on his own. You know what I mean? Because none of those guys are going to be around him at all. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and so I, I just think, um, you know, him not getting in on the first ballot, you know, if that's what ticked him off, you know, he's a very, very small-minded person. You know, um, I teach my kids all the time, you're not going to win all the time. You're not going to come yeah. in first place all the time. You know, and uh, that's a lesson that we all need to know. Uh, and we all need to experience um, loss and, and losing. Because um, if you don't know how to lose, you definitely don't know how to win, Grace. Yeah. That's so. it. All right. And man. the thing is, the thing is, he proved that as well. <laughs> That's true. Book, hey, man, I'm, I'm so grateful that uh, that you give us some of your time today, man. It's, and uh, and um, I'm honored I'm honored to call you a friend, Book. And, uh, hey, and you're a great man. You're a great father and a great husband. And, and I admire the hell out of you, uh, Book. I appreciate you coming on yeah. the show today, man. Hey, man, I love you, bro. You know what I mean? Anytime, man, you need me, I always be there, bro. Uh, you know, and, and same same here, man. Hey, um, please, when it's, only, you, it's, only, it's only a few. It's only, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, when are you going to have me on your show? I'm, I'm, I want to come on, please. Hey, I'm, I'm going to get you on. I'm going to get you on in a couple of weeks, man. Definitely. I'm, uh, I, want you, I want to let this one play out, and then, boom, I'm going to bring you on probably next week. Um, and, um, boom, get it that done. And, uh, hey, man, same here, man. Uh, uh, it's an honor to call you a friend, man. I don't have a whole lot of people in my life that I call my friend. And I honestly, uh, you know, I definitely could say you one of them, man. Thank you, Booker. It means the world to me, man. Hey, real quick, any social media or anything you want to uh, uh, hey, man, pass uh, on? Reality of Wrestling. Just go to realityofwrestling.com, man. That's where everything's at. Booker T, 5X on Twitter, of course, you know, and Instagram. But uh, Reality of Wrestling, man, that's my baby, man. That's yeah. what I'm... I'm pushing um, to the next level, you know, download that Fight TV app, check it out streaming every Sunday, you know, um, you know, check your local listings, but um, check out Reality of Wrestling, man, and, and uh, let us know if you, you, know, you like it, let us know if you don't like it, let us know if we need to change something, let us know if you are a young guy out there that's looking to uh, be a part of, you know, uh, that next movement, um, and um, go to realityofwrestling.com and uh, give us a call. Thank you, Book. Ladies and gentlemen, five-time world champ, Hall of Famer, and future mayor of Houston, Texas, Booker T. Thank you, Book. Yeah. Love you, my friend. You, Have an awesome day. You got it, bro. All right. There we go. Well, you know, I just don't, like, real quick, like, might as well let's just uh, finish it on that note, because we can't really take it any, we can't make it any better than that. It's a great so. show. I want to thank everyone who's purchased stuff from Mac Welding using the promo code XPOC to get 20% off. Continue to do that. If you want your free 8x10, take a picture of what you purchased, send it to me, and we'll get that out to you. Upcoming dates, Sean will be at Fortune Bay Casino on July 29th in Minnesota. Yeah. Yes. For It's kind of an NWO reunion. Kevin Ash will be there. Scott Hall will be there. Easy e Eric Bischoff will be there. But you'll be tagging with Eric Cannon. Yeah. So check out Heavy on Wrestling for more information about that, and follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. All right. Awesome. You guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. YouTube slash Denise Salcedo. There's lots of interesting stuff, including my interview with Josh Barnett, SoCal Uncensored, David Arquette, and so many more. So make sure to check that out. Here we go. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. You can watch it every single week worldwide on Fight TV. And August 24th, BlackCraftWrestling.com, a live eye pay-per-view. Very honored to be doing lead commentary for it. Can't wait. 
Cool. All right. Well, that's it for this week. And uh, I'm not sure who we're going to have on next week, but it's going to be a huge guest. And uh, so we'll see you then. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in here on XPOC 12360, uh, After Buzz TV, Westwood One and the Jericho Network. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at TheRealXpoc and email us at xpoc12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.